0: Hello, my name is Michael Bregman welcoming you to this month's Albany Records Podcast. Today's program will be the first in an occasional series devoted to the American Symphony. How do you define the American Symphony? Well, simply put, it's a symphony written by an American. It can be dramatic, introspective, compact, or expansive. When we talk about the American Symphony. We're talking about the wide open spaces sound of Roy Harris, Aaron Copeland, William Schumann, or Randall Thompson. In fact, the Symphony No. 3 by Roy Harris is often considered the Great American Symphony. Let me quote the notes from an Albany Symphony disc featuring his music. These notes were written by Ray Bono, And in describing the music of Roy Harris, he writes, The spacious sounds he favored in much of his own work, a kind of uncluttered roundness, growing out of or grounded on open intervals, is routinely likened to the passionate stretches of the Golden West, to the freedom of the human spirit. Naturally, this is an oversimplification, but for someone whose heroes were Lincoln and Whitman, such a reduction would probably not have been unwelcome. Roy Harris was born in 1898 in a log cabin in Oklahoma, and he died in 1979. He would become one of America's most important composers. Nearly ten years ago, Albany Records put out the world premiere recording of the Symphony No. 2 by Roy Harris, composed in 1934. We will hear the first movement, marked Con Bravura. The Albany Symphony Orchestra is conducted by David Allen Miller. Was the first movement of the Symphony No. 2 by Roy Harris with the Albany Symphony Orchestra conducted by David Allen Miller. The disc is Albany 515. One of the most versatile American composers of the 20th century was Morton Gould who lived from 1913 to 1996. He was equally at home in the worlds of jazz, classical, and popular music. From 1986 to 1994, he served as president of the performing rights organization ASCAP. Besides his arranging and conducting duties for the radio stations of NBC, W.O.R., and CBS, he left a large number of important symphonic works, including the ballet Fall River Legend, Interplay for Piano and Orchestra, and a number of symphonies. He also won the Pulitzer Prize in 1995 for the work String Music. In 1944, while the Second World War continued to rage in Europe, he wrote his Symphony No. 2 subtitled On Marching Tunes. The work was commissioned by the YMCA for its 100th anniversary and was dedicated to the freedom-loving youth of the world. The premiere took place during a radio broadcast by the New York Philharmonic under Vladimir Goldschman in June of 1944. Once again we hear the Albany Symphony Orchestra conducted by David Allen Miller, this time performing the third movement marked Quick Step, from the Symphony No. 2 on Marching Tunes by Morton Gould. the third movement quick step from the symphony number no. 2 on marching tunes from 1944 by morton gould the albany symphony orchestra conducted by david allen miller from albany disc number no. 605 let us now jump ahead a few decades to a work written in the year 2000 this will be the symphony number no. 1 by frank Shelley. Who was born in 1958 and is currently Professor of Composition at University of Southern California's Thornton School of Music. Tusheli studied with such composers as William Albright, Leslie Bassett, William Bolcom, and George Wilson. The Symphony No. 1 is described as a kind of journey of the soul from innocence to introspection to darkness and finally to enlightenment. The first movement is entitled Of Youth, and we hear now this performance by the University of Miami Symphony Orchestra, conducted by Thomas Sleeper. Movement 1 of the Symphony, number 1, by Frank Shelley. That was Of Youth, the first movement of the Symphony No. 1 from 2000, by Frank Tiscelli, with Thomas Sleeper conducting the University of Miami Symphony Orchestra. This from Albany No. 590. I would like to take a brief moment to mention that in July, Albany releases one of its most significant CDs in many years the first recordings of On Freedom's Ground and A Free Song works for chorus and orchestra by William Schumann who lived from 1910 to 1992. In fact A Free Song was the first work to win the Pulitzer Prize for Music in 1943. From 1945 to 1961 Schumann was president of the Juilliard School of Music in New York City he left to become the first president of Lincoln Center. His vast compositional output includes works for chorus, solo instruments, band, and, of course, symphony orchestra. He would write a total of 10 symphonies, although the first and second were later withdrawn. But his third symphony is considered one of the masterpieces of American music of the 20th century. His music is very brash, very exciting, very American. But he could also write reflective, introspective music as well, as illustrated by the slow second movement of the symphony number no. four from nineteen forty two. We now hear that movement performed by the Albany Symphony Orchestra, conducted by David Allen Miller. That was the second movement marked Tenderly, Simply, from the Symphony No. 4 by William Schumann, composed in 1942. The Albany Symphony Orchestra was conducted by David Allen Miller on Albany Records number no. 566. Born in 1894, Walter Piston was of the same generation as other composers such as Roy Harris, Howard Hanson, Virgil Thompson, George Gershwin, and Aaron Copeland. Walter Piston was renowned as both a composer and teacher, and he was closely associated with Harvard University throughout his life. He attended Harvard as an undergraduate, joined the faculty in 1926, and became a full professor in 1944, remaining at Harvard for many years. His students included such important people as Elliot Carter and Leonard Bernstein and his books Counterpoint and Harmony have become standard resources in the education field. He wrote eight symphonies in a highly recognizable, very rhythmic American style, and in 1947, his Symphony Number no. 3 was dedicated to the memory of Natalie Kusevitsky on a commission from the Kusevitsky Music Foundation. The Boston Symphony also gave the first performance and made a famous recording of his symphony number no. six in the nineteen fifties. Walter Piston died in nineteen seventy six. To bring the program to a rousing conclusion, here is the final movement marked Allegro from the Symphony number no. three by Walter Piston. Appropriately, the work is performed by the Harvard Radcliffe Orchestra conducted by James Yonatos from Albany number four zero zero. This has been your host, Michael Bregman. Thank you for listening, and join me again next month for the Albany Records podcast.